0: Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Cued
1: Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Cued Up. I'm your host Greg Deets, and with me always is Josh Fisher. How you doing, buddy?
0: Hi, ah, man, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing a lot better today than I was yesterday. Yesterday I was pretty sick. <coughs> you but were telling me today about that. I feel a lot better. That's oh good. yeah, That's yeah, good. yeah. It was. It was coming out both ends like a fire hose, dude.
1: Gross. Very gross.
0: It was, and I had a like a low grade migraine at the same time. But today, I feel like twenty five dollars. <laughs> Because uh, I don't, I I don't know what a million dollars feels like, but I know what twenty five feels like. I don't know where I that feel, phrase ever
1: came from, by the way. Like,
0: I feel like a million bucks. Yeah, I don't know. I um, mean, I imagine it would feel pretty damn good to have a million bucks. But that's yeah,
1: what I'm assuming that the reason they say it. Um, yeah, yeah, I uh, was talking to my sister on the phone the other day. Who, if you haven't, if I haven't said out loud on the podcast before, they. My sister and uh, nephews had moved to uh, Missouri, so um, yeah,
0: outside of outside of St. Louis, you said.
1: Yeah, about thirty minutes outside St. Louis, mm-hmm. and uh, I was talking on the phone a little bit <clears throat> early in the morning. For me, it was early; it was her like noon, and uh, uh, we got into a conversation about genetics and and wanting to take DNA tests and stuff like that because her husband, my brother-in-law, he um wanted to do one that was really fucking cheap and when they did it it came back with like european and native american and she's like yeah i fucking know that can i get the specifics please uh,
0: oh yeah you gotta pay like over a hundred and some dollars for one of those
1: right and i said i said that my dad that that our dad had done one and uh I said, my only problem is I don't think I could spit into the vial that you want. They want you to spit in, like they want you to put a good chunk of spit into it, and that was like grossing me out as I was talking about it for some reason. Like I was visualizing it too much, and she was like, she was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just go to the dentist because apparently, whenever I'm at the dentist, it's just my mouth is just constantly fucking flowing with spit, and it's just like making my stomach more and more queasy. So I'm actually like, as she's talking, going, uh, uh, like actually full on dry heaving, and she was like, she just started fucking cracking up, and I'm like, this isn't funny. Right now, I'm sure it's hilarious, wait, but it's
0: not. Wait, you, you get, what, queasy at the thought of somebody's mouth salivating very much?
1: I can. I can. Like, right now, I'm fine. But
0: at that right time, right now you're fine. But if I were to say, take this eyedropper here that I use for adding drops of water to my paints, thin them down, and started spitting into it, right? it wouldn't bother me right now. Oh, okay.
1: For some, that's what I'm saying. For some, like we're going when I was a kid,
0: test that. When we're I was a kid, that. it was
1: 100 percent the problem. Like when I was young, if somebody spit in front of me, I would start gagging. Um, <laughs> like I gagged at somebody's sweat bead one time when I was a kid. Uh, but the as a sweat. Yeah, there's sweat. Just a
0: bead of sweat.
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was about five years old. I was playing basketball at like this local church that my folks went to, and uh, the guy was standing mm-hmm. next to me, and he had a bead of sweat going down his fucking his uh, temple, and I just looked at, I was like, Ugh! like I just immediately started getting fucking sick,
0: but uh, I found that very odd. It is odd, Which but. Is- which is going to make your punishment for losing the summer movie No, week. no, all the no, more it
1: needs to be actual food. Don't be weird about it.
0: Oh, no, it's actual food, but I mean, just how easily you get sick at certain things. Um, And this combination of food was going to make you hurl, and I can't wait. Oh, God, you're the worst. I am, I really am, thank you. Well, why don't we get into the show, huh? Oh, yeah,
1: we watched
0: a few <laughs> things this week.
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, what we're going to review um, today, guys, is uh, Gears of War 5 and Borderlands 3.
0: No, no, we kind of <laughs> mentioned those last week.
1: I know, I've just been playing the living fuck out of both of them the past two weeks,
0: which is why we I've did such playing, short things. I've been playing the hell out of Final Fantasy VIII, yeah, the I, remaster I, that dropped on the third.
1: Yeah, every time I
0: pop in on my switch I see you
1: playing that and I'm like, yeah, that's a it's a long ass fucking game.
0: Well, I put over sixty three hours into it at this point. And uh Jesus. in fifteen in fifteen days I got it on the third. And today's the eighteenth as as we're recording this. So in in those fifteen days I put in over sixty three hours and I've had multiple appointments and places I've gone and you know, I do two other shows too. It's so like and I've been working on a diorama project for a friend.
1: Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, it was kinda nice a little bit to do a couple short things uh for the podcast and um this is gonna be an interesting episode because the three things we have the actual this is real i'm not fucking around anymore is uh bill burr's paper tigers dave chappelle's paper tiger st- oh i wrote tigers it's paper tiger
0: yeah, yeah. uh yeah, paper tiger singular <laughs> uh dave
1: chappelle's uh sticks and stones and yes. the film which came out actually last year uh is a futile and stupid gesture mm-hmm. um all three which are found on netflix
0: um, All three are very heavily um, what you would call irreverent comedy uh, or inappropriate if you if you gotta stick up your ass.
1: Well, I think inappropriate um, or offensive comedy is a fine is like fine to say. It turns into yeah. a situation where did you actually find it offensive? Because as I well, we'll get more into this later guys, but as I've stated before on this podcast, on my streams, on other people's streams, anywhere, that comedy isn't your enemy. And just because somebody made a dead baby joke or somebody made a uh, a joke about your weight or about the fact you lost a leg doesn't fucking mean anything. Because it's a joke, hey, and jokes aren't meant to ta- be taken seriously.
0: You know? You know how I lost my leg? How? I mean, I was telling dead baby jokes one night uh, I was trying to do stand-up. And I got lynched. <laughs> they just fucking went at me and they cut off my leg and they said, That's what you get for making one of them dead babies
1: Straight lynched by the leg, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um they said, Let that be a lesson to you, fucker. <laughs> don't don't tell those jokes in Alabama, man. That's all I can say. Jesus. I didn't know Alabamans were so dead set on their not dead babies. <laughs> Well, I mean, look at that! Look at that <laughs> law the governor passed. So that's
1: inaccurate.
0: Mean. Yeah, all right, uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so totally but, everything I said just a second ago totally fucking bullshit. By the way, of course, of course.
1: If anyone believed that for a second, I don't know why they're listening to this podcast in the fucking first place. But, um, but guys, the the reason we mention that at all is because Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle hold no punches at all.
0: And um, And a friend of mine brought up a good point, and this is something I wanted to make sure we mentioned. Their comedy style has never changed at all. They've not changed at all. They still don't hold back um, things that they would joke joke about 15, 20 years ago. They're still joking about it just as hard today. So if your sensibilities have changed and you used to like them, but you don't like them now, wasn't there comedy that changed? Right.
1: Um, But there's also something I want to get to in a little bit about that kind of comedy. Dark comedy, silly comedy, over-the-top comedy, whatever the fuck you want to say. Um, It's all meant to be a joke. And taking a joke... And going, well, I laughed or I didn't laugh and then move on with your life is probably a sign of intelligence. And if you can't mm-hmm. do that, then I don't know I don't know what to do for you. But uh, let's go ahead and get into both comedy specials because I feel personally they're the only real big difference between the two, Bill Burr is a little angrier.
0: <laughs> oh, Bill Burr is definitely angrier. I mean look at him, he's a ginger, of course he's gonna be angry. <laughs> He made a quick... He's like the, he like the whitest thing on the planet. <laughs> he made a... Well, I don't know. Jim Gaffigan. Have you seen him? Oh, yeah. He's he's borderline albino. <laughs> but I'm talking to anybody with actual pigmentation to their skin. Bill Bear is pretty much the whitest thing on the planet.
1: Fair. Uh,
0: but I love Bill Bear. What were you going to say, though?
1: Oh just that like when I was watching they they had they they both had similar jokes about our current state of like the the cancel culture and the me too movement mm-hmm. stuff like that they both had had bits about that.
0: Yeah, about completely different jokes but they both had bits about it.
1: Yeah, and that's what I mean by the similarity. Like there was it, it, there was a lot lot to me a lot of like similar shit of like pushing the envelope and making jokes that would offend people like full on offend people, and if there was somebody in the audience who looked or deemed offend offended by a joke he they would be get called out
0: both shows, yeah, oh yeah, and bill especially he called out some dude his show was filmed over two days in England, yeah, um Cause he made a and, joke about continuity, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh Dave's was actually filmed over a couple days in Atlanta. And, you know, both were filmed earlier this year because they don't just shoot these specials and put them out a week later. They hold on to them for a few months. Um, but, uh, I, I loved, uh, I love the abortion bit that Dave did.
1: I'm trying to draw a blank.
0: Uh he was talking about, you know, um, He's like, I told y'all this. Me too. Shit started. It's gonna come. It's gonna get worse. And ladies, you didn't listen to me. And what happened? Eight states have passed the most stringent abortion laws since Roe v. Wade. He's like, I tried to warn you. He said, but fellas, this is what I'm gonna say right now. If you've got a dick, you just don't have anything to say about it. Let them have their. You know, it's their choice. Shut the fuck up. And he's like, but ladies, if you can kill them, I can abandon them. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I laugh so fucking hard. He's like, my money, my choice.
1: <laughs> there was a couple times that I laughed really fucking hard. I don't remember them, honestly, because I've been doing a lot these past couple weeks. But, um,
0: well, see, I watched everything in the past three days, so I wouldn't have as many distractions and it'd still be fresh Yeah, and, you know. Because a stand up bit is harder to recall after two weeks than if it was two days ago. Well, and that's, Unless you watched it repeatedly.
1: I have to admit, I have to admit, and, and this is something I find interesting. I didn't find uh, uh, Bill Burr as funny as Dave Chappelle. I found Dave Chappelle way fucking funnier than, than Bill Burr. And I, I, I think it might be his cadence, it might just be the way he tells jokes that just don't really strike me as much, but the jokes themselves are really fucking solid. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. They, uh, uh, again, as as I've said before about comedians, like, it's all about timing and context and all that kind of shit. And he's just a master at it. He really is. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill, to me, is. Ten. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I was gonna say the way he ties everything together is something that he mentioned in the beginning and he'll tie it in at the end and just brings it all together too. He does very, very well. The
1: callbacks, yeah, the way that he did, the way he swings stuff around like that was really fucking clever. Um He uh The thing that that one of my favorite bits that he does, which I find very interesting, and I know that part of it is to intentionally be offensive just to piss off the cer- a certain group of people um was the story about uh standards and practices when he was doing the, the Chappelle show yes uh
0: when he worked he worked on yeah when he worked on the Chappelle show he's like every every network has their standards and practices and when i did Chappelle show I heard from motherfuckers all the time. (laughs) He said, uh, one day I got called up in an office lady. She was a really nice lady. I got along with her well in HR. Her name was Renee. She's like, uh, Dave, you can't say this word. He's like, what word? Well, the the F word. The the, the derogatory term used against homosexuals, the F word. You know. uh, I'm not comfortable saying it, but, you know, Dave, he says it. Neither am I. Dave says it. And he's, like, he's like, well, why can't I say that? She's like, because it's offensive to homosexuals. Oh, okay, I got you. And he says, he's turned around and walks out, and he turned around, and he's like, by the way, I can't say that, but how come I can say the N-word all I want? And she's like, well, you're not gay. He's like, yeah, but I'm also not an N-word. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, goddamn good point. Yeah, it was good a, it was a fucking excellent point. Excellent
1: comeback. It reminds me of a John John Mulaney bit that John did a long time ago. Maybe not that long ago, but he did a while ago, and it was uh, uh, somebody told him that the word midget is as 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 offensive as the n word, and he goes, "No, no, it's not." You know how I know it's no. not because we're not even saying what the n word is, but we're saying midget.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I re- I remember I was referring to a little person as a dwarf. Like one of my one of my favorite stand up comedians is Brad Williams. He's a dwarf. You know. Little people refer to themselves as dwarves. The, the the it's called dwarfism. That's the name of, you know, the condition that they're born with. Um and somebody's like, Oh, you can't say that I was like, Why can't I? That's one of the proper terms. Like no, it's offensive. You can only call them little people. I was like, no, you can call them dwarf. I mean, it's acceptable. (laughs) Look it up. It is. Just don't call them midget. But yeah, still.
1: Well, and that's that. My my problem is is that like yes, you can say that midgets offensive. I totally get that. I understand why it's offensive. Um, but if if for example it's used in a joking context with another maybe derogatory term. Whether the joke is funny or not, it's not meant to be offensive
0: Dem- it's not meant to be demeaning or offensive yeah. exactly
1: like it's meant to be funny and something that I've dealt with my whole fucking life is i've always been a huge fan of comedy in various styles mm-hmm. um and I always come up across people that are like that's not funny, and I go, "Why is it not funny to you like for me, uh, uh, an outstanding comedian is Andy Kaufman.
0: Oh God, yeah! But
1: thousands upon thousands of people don't find him funny, and I had to look into why nobody they don't find
0: does him. anymore. He's not put out anything new since what nineteen eighty two.
1: Thanks for that. Appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> I figured, I, you know, I think he would have appreciated that joke. Probably,
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, he, uh, you know, like. His his comedy is what I would call more irreverent than the other t- than uh, Bill Burr and, and and Dave Chappelle, just because it was so offbeat, and you kind of had to be in on the joke sort of thing, or you didn't quite get it. Like I went back and I watched uh, when he did that that the uh, the thing on SNL with Mighty Mouse. Oh, not yeah, with Mighty yeah. Mouse.
0: Yeah, he was listed as the musical guest, and he just played the Mighty Mouse theme song on that record, and he just stood there and didn't do anything but nodding to the the timing. And then when it got to the part, Here I come to save the day, he would lip sync that and like shake his hips and throw his arms out. And that was the only thing he did. It was so fucking funny.
1: Well, what's funny is as you, you go back to like reviews of SNL at that time, and seemingly people did not get that people People did not
0: hated that
1: yeah they found the rest of the show hilarious not that part they hated it
0: um but hell he was he was voted off of the show the public demanded him to be removed from the show
1: which he wasn't even a fucking cast member he was just he was a a (laughs) musical guest yeah um but he did other things that people hated my point my point is is that when I look back at comedians that have, like, you know, somebody said, when, when Dave Chappelle put out this special, I remember seeing somebody saying, uh, you would never see Richard Pryor do this. Which my response was like, what the fuck are you talking about?
0: Bullshit. Richard the Pryor. The fuck are you talking about? He said whatever the fuck he wanted. And so did Red Fox. And so did George Carlin. and My personal favorite. so did Lenny Bruce. Uh, well, Lenny yeah. Bruce
1: went to jail multiple fucking times for his comedy. Mm hmm. Because it was always pushing boundaries. Like, today, I would argue Lenny Bruce's comedy is tame in
0: comparison. Oh, very, to- very tame in comparison to, you know, the things that are out there today. I mean, you know, look at Bill Bear, look at Dave Chappelle, look at Jim Jeffries, look at Ricky Gervais. Um, you know, those are pretty much the big four when it comes to your most offensive material I would I would say
1: yeah um,
0: also four of my favorites
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just I, I always find it funny like like again I, I admittedly I didn't find Bill Burr's special as funny as I did Dave Chappelle's um, maybe there was a few jokes that it, that didn't click maybe sometimes he just kind of seemed like the old man on the lawn <laughs> kind of thing <laughs>
0: Well, he he is, and he's referred to himself as that. He's like, I'm old. I'm fucking old, I know it. You know, yeah. But I remember, not this special, but I think it was his last special, one of the bits. He was talking about how Oprah Winfrey went on TV and said, being a mother is the hardest job on the planet. And uh, he's like, really? You can do that in your pajamas all day long. He's like, look at me. Look how pale I am redhead, I'm as fuck. I was a roofer in July. Tell me that a mother's a hard job. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, that's the kind of humor that he has, and yeah. it's no different on 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 this fucking special. No, it's, it's you know, no different. He, I mean, it, he 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 calls people out on their bullshit. You know, stuff that he finds stupid, he calls you out on it. And Dave does it too, but in a different way. Yeah, I think you know, I think it's that's angry. What I, that's what
1: I'm getting. At. I think I think it's the cadence and the way that they. Present themselves on stage. I like Dave Chappelle more than I do Bill Burr, um, mm-hmm. but that's my that's my point. Like that that can be an absolute thing with comedy. Like I, I talk about um, uh, the di- like people say like what's your favorite sitcom from the nineties? Is it Friends or Seinfeld? And I've
0: rarely, if like, ever, um, find Seinfeld very funny. <laughs> I mean, I liked Seinfeld. I hated Friends. Friends was garbage. Um, but you know, (laughs) I like Seinfeld, but yeah.
1: Well, my point is, is that like, whenever I I say that I don't like Seinfeld, whenever I say I don't find it funny, I always get this retaliation of, well, you just don't get it. No, I get it. I get the show. Trust me. I really do. It's about irony and it's about like just the, the weirdness of living everyday life. I get it. Like the finale is all about the irony of doing nothing, which is what the quote unquote show was about. I get it. Trust me, I'm with you. Didn't didn't enjoy it, and that's fine. Yeah. It's totally okay to sit there and exactly. say I didn't find Dave Chappelle funny. I didn't find the Bill Burr special funny. It's fine to say that. Where it where you where you really do cross a line in the sand is when you say that he shouldn't make those jokes or he's not allowed to say those things. That's where you draw that line in the sand, especially for us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, here's the thing, and Jim Jeffries uh, said. You can joke about anything, you know, because it's a joke. A joke isn't meant to harm. A joke isn't meant to demean. A joke's to make people laugh. And you can joke about anything. And I agree. You can joke about anything on the planet. Know your audience. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
1: exactly. It's
0: like these guys, they know their audience because their audience is paying to come and see them. You know, if you've never seen one of their bits before and you're curious, oh, what's this about? And you watch their special and you're like, oh, such terrible things. They're all jokes. They're not being serious about these things. They will say some things to make you think. But they're they're definitely not, you know, trying to be uh, making you... Offended, right, right, right. You know,
1: and that's uh, like with the thing with with uh, Louis C.K. that Dave Chappelle did. My, I, I was laughing my ass off when he's like, he's like, he's like, <laughs> oh, have you ever God. seen a guy come on his throat and or come on his throat, Jesus, come on his stomach, and like his, like his cum is just dripping down, like, um, oh, what did he?
0: Pancake butter,
1: pancake batter. I fucking lost butter, it.
0: pancake butter, oh, butter. I thought he said
1: batter. <laughs> yeah, regardless, no, it's he fucking said funny. butter.
0: Yeah, he's like. Louis C.K. was a good... Well, no, the whole thing that led that up, He's like, I'm going to do some impressions for you tonight. And he does one, and uh, it's like the Founding Fathers. I
1: thought the Louis C.K. Um, thing was later in the show. Right,
0: that. No, okay. no, it, it came up right after this. He's like, the Founding Fathers, you know, here's the impression of the Founding Fathers during the Constitution. Hurry up and finish writing that, N-Word. <laughs> and, um, you know, I need to get some sleep. Uh, but then he said, here's, here's my other impression. And he's like, oh, did you see what so-and-so said? Oh, my goodness. There, That's it. Their career is over. We've got to shut them down. And everybody's like in the audience, yeah, it's Trump. He's like, no, that's you. He's like, let me tell you, Louis C.K. was a wonderful friend of mine until that terrible masturbation murder. <laughs> <laughs> And that's when he was going on about it. I think he referred back to it later on. He's like, he was in his room. Where else is he supposed to masturbate? Yeah.
1: He's like, he's and, like uh, everybody, I'm going to pull my dick. He, he told me. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I'm going to pull my dick out. And everybody just sat there. Nobody ran for the door. I think they were just wanting to see if he did it. And he did it.
1: Well, that was, I think that yeah. was one bit that, that I didn't really find all that funny that Bill Burr was doing about, like, Uh,
0: The masturbating vigorously, because he had a bit about Louis C.K. too.
1: Well, yeah, and it was, uh, but it was more about, like, it had this very macho attitude. Oh, it wasn't
0: Louis C.K., it was a director.
1: Something like that, but he was basically saying, like, um, a, a male feminist is the most, like, limp dick... Uh, uh,
0: pathetic attempt to score with a, a lady. <laughs> and, and I got um, the, I
1: understood the joke entirely. It just, yeah. I just didn't find it funny. I was like, okay, I, g- I get what you're going for here, bud, like, but eh. Like, there's there's such a thing as a male feminist. And I know it's, it's he's making a joke. and I know that he's not to be taken seriously, because he has a daughter, and, and he probably is a feminist in a sort of way, but the way that he was turning about it was like almost like he hadn't understood that the term feminist doesn't have to rely or be just for women. And I was like, okay. All right. Anyway, moving on.
0: <laughs> I I like the way he said it though. It's like, Yeah, you're about as male feminist as I am, African American. No, that
1: was a great joke. That was a fucking hilarious joke.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's surprising? He's never revealed this in public, but he his his girlfriend and now wife, wife of five years, they've been together for fifteen. She is African American. The
1: whole bit he had about them watching the Elvis documentary had me rolling.
0: Yes, that was hilarious. Oh my god. I I love it when he talks about how his dumb ass takes it too far and it always leads to a fight those are some of his best yeah. bits
1: yeah absolutely uh, yeah and that's and and i don't know like i it's it's i feel like there was i laughed more during Dave Chappelle than i did Bill Burr and that's all i'm getting at like that's really ultimately that's that's all that's there like i wasn't offended by yeah. anything bill said there was just some stuff that he said that i didn't really find funny um
0: and that's fair yeah.
1: i mean you're you're never you know. going to like that's the thing about comedians they're, they're they're telling jokes for an hour to an hour and a half and not everything's gonna land it just really isn't um not everything dave should oh my
0: god land. my cat just landed something in his litter box oh my god <laughs> oh. it's stinking up the joint like a fucking open mic night <laughs> Ooh. Oh, boy. Guys, you might hear me gag on the podcast now.
1: <laughs> well, why don't we go ahead and give our uh, grades of both sandwich specials individually, um, and then we'll move on to the film.
0: Yeah, yeah, you go ahead okay. first.
1: Um, uh, I'll start with uh, the Dave Spell special. It was really, really, really funny. Um, he, uh, he is absolutely trying to push the envelope. He's absolutely trying to offend some people because he understands that... Comedy needs to be offensive and needs to be, uh, envelope pushing just, just for the sake that, um, if it, if it's not, then kind of what's the point? Um, and, and Dave's never going to change. He hasn't changed. He, he, this is what, this is what the Schmell show was. I think people forget how dark it was and, uh,
0: I mean, the very first episode, you had Clayton Bigsby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. The, the, the the black KKK leader. Uh, the, that, was that was funny. That was hilarious. Um, oh, my God. And I had
1: some, like, legit pause the fucking thing. I'm laughing with tears rolling down my face kind of laughter uh, during his special. And I, like...
0: Oh, the the Michael Jackson bit. Oh
1: my God, yeah, that was fucking.
0: He's like Macaulay Calkin said he never did anything inappropriate with him or in front of him at all, and I'm no pedophile, but if I were, Macaulay Calkin would be the one I'd go for. <laughs>
1: when he started talking,
0: to- you know how hard he is to catch. <laughs> <laughs> when, when he started talking about.
1: Uh, Like during the HBO special, uh, one of the kids said that like he just looked at my asshole or some that effect.
0: He likes to stare. Takes long stares at anuses.
1: (laughs) And he goes, he goes, he goes. Here's the thing: is if you're a kid and you go to school the next day and you're just like, "Yeah, Michael Jackson just wanted to look at my butthole."
0: (laughs) fucking he's like 14 year old boy he's like i went to school michael Jackson sucked my dick it's all the skies the limit from here oh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it's genuine it's really fucking oh, funny guys God you damn. should check out his special i highly recommend it i'm gonna give it an a um as for bill burr special um i found a lot of it very funny i there was a couple moments that i had like again pause the episode laughing kind of uh situations. Um there was just a couple moments that I felt like he was overly angry and that kind of turns me off with comedy when, it, when the comedian's that angry. Uh, but Bill Burr's mm. never not been angry. He even has a whole bit about his anger and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, I enjoyed it. I really did. I enjoyed the whole thing. I I, I was enthralled listening to the whole thing and uh I, I'm gonna give it a solid B.
0: Okay, okay. I'm actually going to give both an A. Uh, You know, I love Burr. I thought it was a solid special. I love Chappelle. It was absolutely a solid special. Um, Both are great. If you like their style of comedy, you're not going to be disappointed. Uh, If you've never given them a watch, go ahead, try it out. See what you think. Uh, You may be surprised. You know, they're, they're, they're definitely worth the hour that each of them are. Yeah. But their, their comedy, neither one of them is any different than they were for the past 15 years.
1: Yeah. If you, you, if, if at any point you are offended by certain words or you are offended by context, don't, don't watch them. Just don't. Because you're gonna be you're gonna be upset um but as we said before comedy doesn't need to hold back so um speaking of that Josh um, yeah there was a movie that Josh suggested that I was kind of apprehensive about a little bit because I I, I was like uh, I don't know who this guy is I, I've never heard of him before yeah. I've heard of I've heard of what apparently he created but I've never heard of him uh
0: Yeah, I've had this movie like in my watch list for almost the past whole year, ever since it dropped, whenever it was late last year. I was like, man, that looks interesting, and I was saving it for a rainy day. I was thinking, you know, this would be a good thing to watch for the show when we have limited time or maybe something's not coming out in the time frame that we want to review something. And I was pleasantly surprised. How about you?
1: Uh, very much so. I I, uh, I honestly didn't think I was going to enjoy it. I, I thought I was going to be a little turned off by it because um, when it comes to biopics, they can kind of be garbage. Um, I know. But this one was really, really well structured and put together. And that's actually something I want to mm-hmm. kind of touch on. So we haven't really said what it is. Um. It's about Doug Kenny, the guy who created National Lampoon.
0: Co-created, co-created
1: yeah. Sorry, co-created National Lampoon. Um, and if you were, if you were around, if you're old enough to remember, which I'm not, because it was created before I was born. But
0: I mean, it was created what 1969, I think, was when they first.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, like there, I've seen the cover of the most famous magazine, which is the gun to the dog's head. I've seen that before. Yeah, it's- if
0: you don't buy this issue, we're going to shoot this, or we're going to kill this dog. Which is great because you know they, Will Forte is playing the main character Doug Kinney, and the movie poster that they made is the same hand and gun up against his head said, "If you don't watch this movie, we'll kill Will Forte." <laughs> well,
1: and, and and what's so fucking funny and irreverent about that style of comedy is they they constantly break the fourth wall through the whole movie. Uh one of my favorite bits mm-hmm. is they're listing off listing off all these people that are these famous people that you've heard of before that worked for SNL and and did other comedy mm-hmm. things that
0: yeah like Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, John Belushi, Harold Ramis, Christopher Guest um Giller Giller Radner you know and of course they've got actors playing them that don't really look like By them time. but have really good like, impressions My, by them. far
1: favorite was Joel McHale as Chevy Chase. Oh, God. He was perfect, dude. I, it was dead he on.
0: Really, he really, he had Chevy's voice and cadence and everything, everything down. It
1: was perfect. I mean, and it makes sense if, you watched, if you've if you ever watched Community. Oh. Like, they had to work together, so. Um,
0: oh, okay. I did not know yeah, that.
1: Yeah, Chevy was. Uh,
0: I've, I've never watched Community.
1: Chevy was on the show for a hot goddamn minute, and then he left.
0: He was on there for about three or four seasons yeah. at least.
1: But uh I fucking love community it's such a good show um but uh yeah so so what they did in the show that I thought was really funny was they're listing off all these characters all these all these actors and comedians that you know, and then they start listing off a bunch of people that you've never heard of and uh, Martin mull is playing old um uh,
0: uh, he's playing old he's playing an older, Doug, an older Kenny. Doug
1: Kenny and he says he's he says, well Unfortunately, for time purposes and uh, story structure, we couldn't add any of you in, sorry guys, and they start to walk away, and these two black people walk up and yeah like, they
0: had like they had like Ed Helms in that, and you know a few other famous comedic actors yeah. uh in that scene that were just there for that one little bit
1: um and Marvel's talking to the audience about like them not and then, and then he says like you're not you know gonna be be able to be here and and uh Two black people walk up and they're like, "So no black, uh, no black writers, huh?" was like, oh, "That was a different time. If it counts thing think we didn't have Jewish writers either."
0: He's like, "We never thought to look for any."
1: <laughs> and then it's so fucking funny. And and there's a there's another bit where they're just like, "We left." There's out all another this shit bit them where for he time said, and then like list a bunch of shit that happened.
0: Yeah, but but another thing that he did broke the fourth wall. Um, he was like, "I get it." You're thinking, well, these people don't look anything like the people I just listed. You're like, hell, when I was 27, I didn't look like Will Forte. And guess what? Will Forte is not 27 either. <laughs> he's 44. what's
1: <laughs> like, yeah, even funnier about that, funny. It's like the camera pans over to where Will is in the background, and he just kind of looks at the camera like, what the fuck, man?
0: looking at the camera like, what the fuck? It's so fucking funny.
1: <laughs> but and that's the thing is this movie is really goddamn funny. Like, there are so many moments it is hysterical. But it is one of the most tragic fucking stories I've ever seen.
0: It absolutely is a fucking tragic story. It's fucking hilarious. uh, So so many different styles of humor. You've got classic fucking deadpan humor. Uh, You know, you've got satirical humor out the ass. Because, hey, National Lampoon, it was... um, a licensed national magazine, uh, they licensed it from the Harvard Lampoon, so they paid a licensing fee annually to the Harvard Lampoon, and that's how the Harvard Lampoon helped maintain that fucking castle for years, you know, because that that's a real, that's the real castle. The exterior shots were actually filmed out, you know, of that castle. That is the real castle where the Harvard Lampoon hangs out. Yeah. Um... Which was awesome. And I'd heard of National Lampoon. My only, I never knew it was a magazine because you got to think, I grew up in a very small town. Like a town of 1,400 people. Um, you know, there are not many people in this town. So naturally, living in the Bible Belt, guess what wasn't stocked the, on the grocery store magazine racks? National Lampoon, because it wasn't a magazine that you could buy if you were under the age of, you know, seventeen or eighteen. Right. It was made for adults. You know, you could buy it at newsstands in cities and everything. But I'd heard of National Lampoon's Animal House. Yeah. I'd heard of Caddyshack. I've heard of the Chevy Chase National Lampoon's movies, but I didn't know that they, as a kid, I didn't know that they had came from a magazine. And that this guy was one of the co-founders. So it was fascinating to see how it came about. Yeah. And, and apparently it's
1: really, how, it's, it's fairly accurate. Like uh, um, Henry uh, yeah. Henry uh, Beard is still is still kicking. He's still alive right now. He would be yep. technically. And, uh, yeah, he is. He's 74. He was apparently a consultant on the script. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's. it's and, uh,
0: and the director, the guy that directed this is David Wayne. Now, I love David Wayne. Um, he is a member of, you remember the theater troupe The State from the 90s? Yes. He was one of The State. He's also the guy that wrote and directed Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Uh, which I love that movie so fucking much. Um, but he's had bit parts in a few other big films and everything, but he's a really good director, apparently. Um, uh, but uh Thomas Ian Lennon, oh, my God, I love him. Uh, he played Michael O'Donoghue in the movie, and he was awesome. And Michael O'Donoghue was the first head writer for SNL. And you see how SNL, how they came about, and they took a lot of the cast from the National uh Lampoon, how they had a radio show and a stage show. And um, Lauren Michaels just swooped in and hired them all for SNL. Uh, but, yeah, because oh it was man. the next
1: step up from magazine and radio show and albums.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: what was you what know, was really interesting. Was in the movie about midway through, maybe a little more than midway, but it showcases uh, um, a recreation of the first sketch that ever aired on SNL. Yeah. And I went back and I watched the original sketch, and then I watched that scene, and I went, I went, holy perfect. shit! Like it's dead on.
0: It's almost like even perfect. to the falls, it's dead on. Yeah. Um. The dude they had to play Bill Murray in this, holy sounded fuck!
1: Exactly. Uh, to even further that, the guy they hired to sound like or to be more Lauren Michael looked like young more Lauren Michael. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy because a lot like. A lot of the other actors, the guy who played Jim Belushi sounded like Jim Belushi, looked nothing like him. <laughs> or
0: John, John, John Belushi. Belushi sorry, yeah, John Belushi. I mean, Seth Seth Green doesn't look like Christopher Guest no. either, but he sounded just yeah, like. Yeah, like,
1: like that was the crazy part. Was they? It, it almost seemed like they hired actors to sound alike versus look alike. Um,
0: the dude now, the dude that they did, uh, they they they. Cast to play Harold Ramis was pretty spot yeah, you on
1: could, you could argue that he's just straight up a young Harold Ramis the guy that they hired to do Rodney Dangerfield looked like fucking yeah, Rodney Dangerfield I was like that's
0: sounded like him yeah, too that,
1: like yeah the, the, the impression was
0: he must be he, he must do an impression of him like regularly that, yeah
1: yeah obviously- something but yeah, it's like but, this whole fucking movie, Like, and, and and spoiler alert from here on out, we're going to talk about the ending a little bit, because we kind of have to, um, or at least I want to. So. Yeah. If you haven't... If you, yeah,
0: well, this is why. If you haven't watched we it... We didn't know yeah, it. Yeah, if you
1: haven't watched it, go watch it. Um. Uh, but uh, in five seconds, we're going to talk about the ending of the movie. So three... Yeah. Two... One. I okay. fucking did not expect that, because of the... Martin Mull aspect.
0: I didn't either. I did not know. It. I did. I was just like, holy shit! I was like, why have I never heard this guy? I was like, name sounds familiar. Doug Kenny. Doug Kenny. And I got to thinking, Chris Miller, the guy that co-wrote Animal House, also made Multiplicity with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's character's name was Doug Kenny. Right. It was just spelled a little bit different. And I love that I love that movie by the way. She touched my pippy, Steve. Um but uh <laughs> but uh I was like, why have I never heard of this guy? Oh well, you know, Caddyshack premiered, it bombed uh at the box office. He was pissed because of what they did and the changes they made to Caddyshack, like he hated the gopher. And the studio loved the gopher, and they actually made more scenes with Bill Murray and the gopher. That's why a lot of Bill Murray's scenes, he is not with anybody else but the fucking gopher. Um, But he hated it, and the other writers hated it. And he apparently was going through a lot of substance abuse problems. And he kind of, he had a breakdown at a press conference that was promoting the film. Yeah. And he uh, he embarrassed the shit out of himself and collapsed in front of his parents and co-workers. And Chevy and his girlfriend, they got him out of there. And Chevy went to Hawaii with him so he could, like, decompress. And then Chevy had to go back to the States. And his girlfriend came out, but then she had to leave and go back to work. Nobody ever saw him again.
1: What's what's I crazy? Mean, yeah, what's up. crazy is that it was it was always deemed as he just slipped. It was an accident, um, but it was pretty much agreed upon by just about anybody who knew him that he jumped. Um, and yeah, there's line, yeah, There's a line in the movie that actually uh, uh, was kind of I don't. It was
0: a direct quote. Yeah. Uh, the line was, "He probably slipped while looking for a better place to jump." Yeah.
1: Um, apparently that was actually they, said in real life.
0: Yeah, it was. It was, and they actually in National Lampoon they drew a picture of a cliff and they put up a little sign at it, and it said "Doug Kenny slipped here."
1: Okay. Yeah, that seems yeah it seems reasonable, and that's the thing. I think Doug Kenny would have appreciated that. I really do.
0: He would have. He would have. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, There's so much about this. Watch movie this. And, like, watch this movie. It's, it's good. Very good. You, National Lampoon, it was a huge success in the 70s, especially the early to mid-70s. 72 to 75 was its heyday. You know, and it was still very successful up into the 80s. And then new management took over. And about 1988, it really started going downhill. And they started pushing instead of 12 issues a year, six a year. And then when it got to the 90s, and it it struggled in the 90s, like they put out three issues, four issues, two issues, and then like the last four years, 95 through 98, they just put out one issue a year. And then they said, all right, it's done. And now some other company owns the rights to the name. Mm Mm-hmm. But in its heyday, man, it was one of the... It was really popular. I mean, it wasn't the most popular magazine out there. Mad was still outselling it. Two million copies to one million. Mad Magazine. Well, Mad Magazine also
1: had a a bigger audience. it It
0: had a bigger audience. And it was, you know, teenagers could read it. You know, younger kids could actually read Mad Magazine. Whereas, you know, National Lampoon, I mean, they usually had... A cartoon done with the actual staff in each issue, and they would be fucking naked and just, you know, make like a news strip comic just with pictures of their naked bodies and just like their crotches blurred out. But, you know, funny shit. You know, and they would write stories in like, oh, you know, my first blow job, you know, tales of. But. It was amazing how much Doug King actually contributed to the magazine, how much he actually wrote on those first five years. Yeah. Um,
1: well, that's, I think that's the thing that's so tragic think? about the story is that, you know, I, I, I was talking to my dad about it this afternoon. and I said one of the big things about a, a person's psyche when growing up is the approval of a father figure. And the fact that mm-hmm. the fact that Doug never got the approval of his father with every sig- single bit of success he ever had. I mean, he was a millionaire, a multimillionaire.
0: He was and very successful. Um, you probably know, more had Absolutely I mean, they came from a pretty wealthy background, actually. Well, yeah, they um, gonna to go
1: to fucking Harvard for Christ's sake.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, but it's just like.
1: Well, that's, I, you know, I, his th- dad that's, was
0: retired and a tennis coach when he was graduating college. I think that's
1: ultimately why, he, why, like, why Doug decided to do what he did. I think it, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he... Um,
0: was a failure in his father's yeah, life His just, father he wanted, was always... He wanted that approval desperately, yeah. and he was always trashing everything he did. He's like, aren't you proud of me, Dad? He's like, proud of what? Proud of what? What is there to be proud of? You make money telling dirty jokes and this and that. And, you know, he builds them a big, beautiful house. He builds them a big, beautiful pool. And it's like his dad won't even get in the pool. Yeah. And he's upset because his dad won't approve of the things that he's done. He's like, you know, I've got the all-time box office highest grossing comedy of all time i'm partly responsible for that i helped create that he's like oh it's not even a good movie you know he's like why are you proud of that piece of shit that kind of thing yeah you know it's very
1: it's sad it's very sad like you know you see doug you see doug's actions at the film he's a womanizer he's a bit of a sexist he's slightly racist he's uh he abuses drugs over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. He, um, he you know he cheated on his wife with multiple women, and and he's he made a ton of mistakes in his career and his life in general. But from my perspective, that all leads back to his dad. It all leads back yeah. to to how his dad treated him. I mean, this is why the movie starts off with him as a little boy going to his brother's funeral. Yeah, like it. It, it all stems from that shit. And like, I know that. A lot of the time, men who grow up with fathers who are disapproving of them in general, um, hmm. they they kind of turn out to be like they turn out to not not be shitty people, but just they make a lot of mistakes.
0: Um, I I'm, I made a ton of mistakes in my twenties.
1: I mean, people people make them. The, people make mistakes in general, but
0: I mean, no, no, I mean, yeah, I know what you're saying, but. You know, I didn't have that approving father figure. I had an absentee father. I uh, you know, I, my real dad, you know, he was never around, ever. I didn't see him. Much. I feel like if you were a woman, uh, become they stripper. split. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or at least a hooker. Some um selling your vagina for money. But uh, yeah, um but you know, my stepdad, you know, I ain't going to lie. He worked hard. He did his best to provide, but he was never there. And, of course, anything I was into, he thought was stupid. So I never had any of that. I didn't have the approving father figure. And my mom was the same way. Never had their approval. You know, ever. Still don't. Dude, we've been doing this show, it'll be two years next month. Guess how many episodes they've listened to.
1: A big fat goose eggs.
0: Exactly. Even the ones where we interviewed Brian Volkwass, episodes I was super fucking proud of. You know, here we've talked to a Hollywood producer and show creator and showrunner. And, nah, well, they couldn't be bothered to listen to it. I'm like, you yeah, know, it kind of sucks. All they are like, you making money off of it? No why are you even doing it because it's fun and they don't understand man so i totally get that i totally get that i would be shocked if they said you know we heard what you said on the show i'm like really what did i say uh, we disapprove of everything all the choices you've ever made you well, we pretty much have fucking prove me wrong sorry i didn't mean to make this about me but what i'm saying is i can relate i get it yeah
1: that's and and so that's that's what makes this tragic like the suicide it is it is sad but it's it's what's tragic is the is is doug kenny's just fight for the approval of his father that never comes first parents really yeah um yeah
0: both parents i mean really
1: there's that really sad scene at yeah. the end where they're both crying over his his casket, and he says to them, in a ghost form, ghost-ish form.
0: Now you've got a matching set. I was like,
1: oh man, that hits that hits hard. That line hit hard. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I think let's let's go ahead and, and uh, finish this off and give it grades. Uh, why don't you go ahead and go first, Josh?
0: Um, I give it a solid A, man. It was very. Very well done, well-structured, well-directed, impeccably cast. It was witty as fuck. The jokes landed so great, and you see this guy's life from the age of basically 18, and flashbacks to when he was like 10, but from the age of 18 to his death at 33, um and you see all the things that he does so well, and you see all the things that he does so wrong, and the whole time you're rooting for him, just like, just don't fuck up this time. Don't do this this time. And then, boom, it's over. It's like, oh, fuck. Uh, it, it, it's it's an emotional ride, and it's very well done, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm going to have Misty sit down and watch it with me. Uh, As soon as she can, um, because it was really good. Highly recommended.
1: Um, I I wholeheartedly agree. I'm I'm giving it an A as well. Um, I would say there uh, there really isn't a moment I don't like about the film, but I also feel like it was too short. I really would have liked to see more about his history and his past, uh, Mm -hmm. dive more into certain aspects that they really didn't touch on, and and maybe that was for pacing and maybe they did write it and it just didn't make it into the film, but um I was really, really pleased and happy with with how well it how well it structured itself. Um I uh I was pleasantly surprised because I I don't know if I said it in this recording. I probably did, and I'm just forgetting, but when Josh recommended this movie that we watch it, I was a little apprehensive because I'm not super into Biopics like this, like I'm just not 100 into them, and I had never heard of the guy before. i have never heard of Doug Henning, so I'm really glad that Josh did because I fucking loved this movie. I, I really, really did. Um, I, I really want other people to see it. So if you're listening to this podcast, and you just get to this part and you didn't really didn't hear a spoil half the fucking movie. Um, watch it. Just genuinely sit down and watch it. It's 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 really good. It's really funny. It's really sad. It's it's just it's it's perfect not perfect. It's not perfect, but it's good. It's really good. Really fucking good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the bit, you know, the last time he sees Henry and he realizes that their friendship's broken beyond, beyond repair to him, but to Henry it's not. He just needs to change. And he's drunk and he's walking out and he's like, you want me to call you a cab? He's like, I'm a cab. And just keeps going. And, you know, little shit like that, I fucking love it. You know, I mean, it's a total fucking dad joke, but it works so greatly in the moment. Yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I guess you have a lot of shit to watch now. And it, really, realistically, it's like, what, three and a half hours of your four time? Four
0: hours. No, not even four hours of your time.
1: Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. We wanted to point out, like, the National Lampoon pushed boundaries. Dave Chappelle pushes boundaries uh bill burr pushes boundaries when it comes to comedy and um none of it was meant to be taken seriously it was all meant to be silly and have fun and kind of poke fun at things that everyone does take seriously maybe take shit less seriously take your life less seriously take this podcast less seriously for christ's sake like just kind of chill out a bit you know and In- enjoy what you have all t- the-, the the limited time you have on this planet with the people you love laugh at some jokes laugh at yourself. Have a good time. Stop trying to blame everybody else for the world's problems, you know?
0: Not that he's saying you're doing that, but he's absolutely saying to still listen to this podcast all the time.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't say don't listen to the podcast. I said just don't take it as seriously.
0: Oh, I mean, I'm never going to be, like, serious unless it comes to recommendations.
1: Well, yeah, and that's the thing. is yeah. like, you know, if if I make a joke about a show I don't like, like, and you do like it, like, I didn't like Carnival Row that much. Like, I didn't think it was bad, but I didn't like it that much, and I'm in the minority on that. I really
0: am. I mean, I fucking loved it, but, But, yeah, we already covered that. Yeah, but who
1: the fuck cares? Like, it's good. Um, anyway, guys, that's it. If, uh, if we offended you, um, just so you know, Josh, where can they find you online?
0: Um, well...
1: well, Let's get to what we're... (laughs) Let's get to where. Let's get to what we're watching. Uh, if if next you episode. if
0: you if, if you were butt hurt by anything we said in this episode, apply the appropriate white match.
1: <laughs> uh, guys, next episode we're gonna watch season two of Disenchantment. That is the uh, Matt Groening fantasy based show. We covered uh, season one last year. Uh, you can check mm-hmm. out that episode on at allcutedpodcasts um, and then we're gonna watch the movie, mm-hmm. the Gal- Ga- Zach Galifianakis uh, film based off of his short series with Funny or Die called Between Two Ferns.
0: The movie. <laughs> uh,
1: it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm very excited for it. Uh, it's got a lot of. fun. I love
0: anything Zach Galifianakis does. Yeah,
1: realistically.
0: Uh, here's the thing. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Um, There is a movie that he did, and it's on Netflix, and I think it's the only place you can watch it. I'm gonna look it up right fast. Um, just bear with me while I do this.
1: Um, while you're doing that, I want to let everyone know
0: that you yeah, can, while I'm doing that, you can
1: follow um, everything all queued up uh, via Twitter, queued up podcast, Instagram, queued up, uh, all queued up podcast with underscores between each word. Um, you can follow us on our Facebook page and our, and we have a discussion group page. Which you can uh, recommend topics for us to talk about on uh, uninhibited. You can give us recommendations for shows to watch on this podcast. Um, you can also uh, uh, check out our. Are uh, we still have a Patreon up? I believe we right. We still have a Patreon up.
0: Yeah, but you know. Yeah,
1: and that's just if you want. We to don't
0: have, have any. We don't have any patrons yet.
1: Yet. Um. We also have a Redbubble store, which you can buy um. all sorts of stuff on.
0: Um, oh, we got the Discord server. The,
1: we have a Discord server you can join, um, and that's where. you And I
0: have links. I have links set up on every show uh, in the description. There's links to all these places. So
1: yes. Um, did you find that information about Zach Galifianakis?
0: I did. Uh, the movie that I was going to say it's actually him and, um, Kirsten Wig, Owen Wilson, and. And, um, God, what's the other details? Yeah. Jason Sudeikis. That's the other guy. Uh, It's called Masterminds. And it's based on a true story about these people in North Carolina that robbed, uh, Wells Fargo, uh, a Wells Fargo armored car. And then... Like at the time, it was the biggest heist in history, but it is on uh Netflix. It's called Masterminds, and it it's really fucking funny.
1: Um,
0: T- Tate McKinnon is also in it.
1: Yeah, I need to watch some of movie. I've been wanting to see it for a long time, but I'm busy, busy, busy. Uh,
0: uh you know, it, it falls into the irreverent slash goofy uh category. I love it. Um,
1: well, while we're at it, Josh, uh, let's wrap up this podcast. Where can they find uh, you more lives?
0: Well, you know, other than here with you every Friday, you can catch me. Well, first of all, my profile on Facebook is public. You can follow me on there. You can also uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, and those are linked to my public Facebook profile. Uh, but you can also catch me on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel every Friday nights at 9 p.m. ish Eastern um on a show called MPSP Theater and then every other Wednesday on the same channel on a live action review show called Figabang. Um and that's where the panel Basically, Ace Milo. He is the head of the show. He reviews a new, usually a transformer, live on the show. Runs through it, and we ask questions. And you know, it's 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 a fun time. But that's every other Wednesday. But yeah, that's that's me. Where can they find you, Craig?
1: Uh, you can find me on all social media accounts under Chub Rock Geek. Um, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Geek, where we'll probably be doing some Jackbox streams here in the future. Um, I'm trying to get some Sunday night stream, or Saturday night streams in, uh, but with, uh, you know, trying to make money with DoorDash and whatnot, I don't know what time I'd be live. So, follow me on, on, on Twitter and whatnot, and uh, you'll get notifications when I go live. Um, also, you know, we'll put it in the Discord and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's Chubb Geek on, on Twitch. Um, and you can check my other podcast out that I do with my buddies um, at All Cued Up Podcast. We changed the main website to Mission Start. Sorry, why did I say that wrong? Mission Start. You podcast. said All
0: Cued Up Podcast. I'm
1: kind of tired. Um,
0: you. It's after midnight here for me. I know. Well,
1: I've been working all day. Quite literally. Uh, Mission Start Podcast is the name of the podcast. You can check that out on missionstart.tv because we changed. We, we got that URL. Um, and, uh, yeah, we talk about video game news there. And it, it, it can be a good time. It, it can be. <laughs> I'll just say that. I'll leave it there. Uh, but, yeah, guys, that's going to be it. Uh,
0: Notice I'm not saying anything.
1: Right. Let's leave it at that. Um, guys, check out Disenchanted Season 2. Between Two, two oh, Ferns. They, Between don't two ferns. <laughs> they probably don't, but it's besides the point. Between Two Ferns, the movie. Uh, hey, jo- I love
0: Anthony. you
1: <laughs> got two weeks to watch those, uh, and uh, uh, join us next Friday for another episode of Uninhibited. If you want to send us topics or, or things to talk about, you know where to follow us. Um, that's about it, guys. We'll see you next time.
0: Take care, everybody.